And I'm Grace. And this is what we wish people knew. Hi, this is what I wish people knew. And today we're going to be talking about mental health stigma. Um, so Sarah, what are some of the things that you hear about mental health stigma? There's a lot. And it comes up pretty often, surprisingly. So despite the fact that uh, people do talk about going to therapy more often than they used to, I think. Uh, but there's still stigma that comes up in a variety of cases, whether it's um, through somebody's culture that they don't really uh, value mental health treatment much. And so it's seen as somebody only goes to therapy if they're crazy or if... Um, they're suicidal or if they're hearing voices um, and so there's a huge stigma still related to seeking mental health treatment and it's it a lot of times prevents people from coming into seek treatment what are some of the things you've you've heard so I agree there seems to be a lot of shame attached with um, oh my gosh I have to go to therapy or my friends will ask you know oh, are you still doing that why what's wrong with you um, and really it's just, no, I'm choosing to go to therapy because, um, you know, I want to make some changes. I want to grow. There's certain things I want to work on. Um, and it's not just for severe mental illness. And I think we treat it as a, a taboo topic a lot of the times, um, because again, it, there's a sense of shame to it and embarrassment. Um, and, and that, that really shouldn't be the case. Yeah. What you just said about, um, you know, somebody asking you, like, oh, you're going to therapy? And then somebody immediately saying, like, oh, what's wrong with you? Like, right. what's going on? Yeah. And it's like, well, nothing is going on. I just want to work on something, whether it's processing something from my past or just doing, like, life better, like being better at navigating through life yeah. um, is another reason why people come in. Yeah. And then people will say, well, can you just talk to a friend? Isn't that, like, the same thing? Um, it's not. It's not. Um <laughs> You know, me as a therapist and me as a friend, we're not the same person. We respond very differently. Um, you know, a friendship is a two-sided conversation. You're sharing, I'm sharing. We're both giving opinions. Um, there's advice being thrown and people telling you what you should do or you're being interrupted. Um, and therapy is an hour that it's all about you. And I'm not going to interrupt you, you know, while you're talking about your problems with my problems. Um, and you get guidance and um, helpful tools that you can use to really reach those goals that you want. Right. Therapy is an, an objective part, uh, person that's seeing your story from a different point of view and can help navigate you through that struggle that you're working through. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people like that because they like that they can sort of share anything that's going on without risking judgment or uh, repercussions exactly. if they were to talk to a friend or a family member about it. Yeah, people seem to really like that I don't follow them home. Um, you know, so they, they can say things um, and it, it's not going to cause an argument. Um, there's not going to be some passive-aggressive comment later. Um, I just get to vent and then maybe even find a solution or some skills to help. Um, and kind of get even an outside perspective to make some connections for you. And that can be helpful too. Absolutely. Um, so what do you think are some things that prevent people from really seeking that treatment? Is it just about what other people might say or is there other things to it? 
I think that has a big piece of it. And then it's also a lack of understanding too. Um, you know, I don't really know if I should be going to therapy for this. Is this okay? Is this the right thing? Um, am I being dramatic? I hear that one a lot. Um, and so I think that that lack of understanding, because it is a taboo topic, um, is, a, is a big barrier. Right. Or like my, you know, my problems aren't as bad as my friend who's really, really depressed. And so maybe therapy isn't mm-hmm. for me, but it is. Therapy can be for anybody, regardless if you're in distress right now or not. Sometimes people come in just for, you know, I'm feeling really confused and I don't know why. Um, It feels like something's missing and I don't know why. And so it's not always for a specific thing, you know, Mm -hmm. that's that's tangible and that I can put my finger on. Sometimes it's it's a lot more broad than that. Right. Or like I've just been going through the motions and feel like I'm on autopilot and my life is just Mm -hmm. not really exciting anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that a lot. Or, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not where I expect it to be. Um, you know, I feel like this comes up a lot with people turning 30, early 30s is, um, you know, I'm getting older. I thought I was immune to this. This wasn't going to happen. And I thought I would have done more at this point, or I'm not sure where I want to go next. Um, those are everyday problems that a lot of people experience, but that doesn't mean that, um, you're being dramatic for wanting to go to therapy for it. Right. And therapy, another thing that I've heard about therapy with related to stigma is that therapy is a luxury. And that's not always the case. Therapy can be very affordable. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are services that are free and sometimes there are services that are reduced for people that don't have insurance, Mm -hmm. um, like Open Path. That's been really helpful for a lot of people to get services. And so it's not seen as a luxury anymore. Yeah, there are a lot of options out there. Um, even doing something like group therapy. Um, there's even, you know, all of these online options coming up that um, I think are a little more affordable too, depending on where, which avenue you go. Um, and there's also a lot of therapists out there who are willing to um, work with you for a lower, a lower price range. Um, and so it doesn't hurt to find that out. Yeah. What are some things that we can do to decrease the stigma? This is a tough question. Um, for one, it's there are so many things contributing to stigma, so it's it's hard to almost answer this, um, you know, in one way because there are all these different contributing factors. But I think a lot of it is talking about it, and I know that we hear that all the time. Um, if you go to therapy, talk about it, normalize it. Um, when you read that article that pops up on your Facebook news feed that talks about mental health, share it. Um, little things like that. If someone shares, you know, that they're going to therapy or is thinking about it, encourage them, support them. Right. Or even like when you're in a conversation with somebody and they talk badly about mental health, say something about it. Correct them. Yeah. Tell them that it doesn't mean that somebody has to be crazy to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And that can feel uncomfortable, but there's probably someone that heard that comment that's hurt by it and almost needs someone to say something. Um, or maybe that that's you, and you were hurt by it, and you need to say something for yourself. Right. Um, Stigma is fueled by our silence, and so yeah, we need to talk more in order to decrease the stigma. Yeah. There's nothing embarrassing about wanting to better yourself. Um, good for you that's a strength and that's something to be proud of and it's not something that we need to hide about 
Um, and that's what's really confusing. You know, we're really proud when people go back to school or they do that extra training because, you know, they want to work on themselves, better their lives. Um, but going to therapy is seen as there's something wrong with you and you have to go when really it should be um, equivalent to those other things. Absolutely. Um, so, so some of the ways to decrease stigma would be um, to understand why people come to therapy. So Sarah, what are some of the reasons that, that you have seen that people come to therapy for? I think we've discussed a few of them. Um, and I think there's a variety of reasons why someone would come to therapy. A lot of times when people come to therapy, they're in a lot of pain. They're in some type of distress, um, whether it's feeling depressed or feeling really anxious or uh, maybe something is getting in the way from a goal that they have. So um, I really want to do this thing, but my social anxiety keeps getting in the way. Um, or maybe it's um, a particular um, sleep disturbance that they're really not able to get to sleep or stay asleep and, and it's becoming to be really hard for them to live their life. So really anything that gets in the way of, of you living your normal life, whatever that normal is for you, uh, can be something, a reason why somebody might come in for therapy. Um, a lot of times other reasons why are things like feeling like you're stuck on autopilot or um, wanting to um, be a better a person to your spouse or uh, have um, the ability to maintain like stronger relationships with other people or maybe it's gaining some self-confidence or assertiveness skills or maybe it's working through a trauma that you've been through in the past. Um, are there the other things that you want to add to that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the other things is I don't feel like myself anymore. Um, I feel a little displaced, um, kind of numb. And sometimes it's, you know, because I'm going through a, a recent life change, right? I had a career change or I want to make a career change. Um, I got married, I got divorced, I, you know, have a kid now, um, my friend circle is slowly changing, um, little things like that, and when you're just kind of feeling a little lost and, and like you're floating a little bit and just need to kind of re-anchor yourself. Right, and a lot of times when we deal with one change, it's okay, but when there's more than one change that mm -hmm. happens at a time, we can get really overwhelmed very quickly, and so those are other reasons why sometimes people come in as well. You know, and, and stress, too, um, and working on um, trying to find balance again um, can be really hard, especially when you have a million things going at one time. Um, learning how to set boundaries with people, saying no, that's a really big one, too. Um, or even having difficulties acculturating to the U.S. or mm -hmm. um, the area yeah. that you live in yeah. or... Even if it's if it's not even from a different country, you know, I'm from Missouri and I moved to Chicago, and it was it's not it's like a different world, um, in a way, right? And there are all these different neighborhoods, and you know, if you go from the Midwest to the East Coast, that's gonna be a big change. Um, even going to a different a different town, you have to meet new people, learn new roots, and and it can be really really stressful. Absolutely. Um... So to end this conversation, I think it's just important to remind ourselves that stigma only exists when we're silent. And so if we want to decrease 
mental health stigma is really important for us to talk about it more talk about it with our friends with our family and if you're not comfortable there yet you can talk about it online with other people there's a huge online community of people that want to talk about this stuff and that want to support each other and so finding that support network is going to be important for you yeah so you know there there's no shame in wanting to better yourself and so if you're thinking about going to therapy um, I, I encourage you to do so um, because you know it's it's the same as as taking classes or, or starting a new career um, if you want to make some changes that's not a bad thing thank you for listening to what I wish people knew